Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Matthew, yeah? That's all I need. Yeah. Get it, mate. Get it, please, yeah. Okay? Right? Yeah. Been busy? I You don't fancy doing a podcast, do you? What about? Sutherland? No, I Men say a podcast. Um, it's a preview show. Uh, I'm going to do it with a taxi driver. Hey. Richard Easterbrook, how are we? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Lovely. L- little little change of uh, little change of pace for the car pod. Um, doing the commute to work as opposed to the commute from work. So let's see how this dynamic changes. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Um, well, I'm, I'm famously terrible before coffee. Um, yeah, I haven't had one either. I have a coffee by my side, but I don't think the caffeine will have enough time to cause <laughs> through my veins. Instant so, effect. Yeah, so so let, let, let's see, shall we? Let's see, let's see. I haven't had anything to drink or eat this morning, so I presume we're going to Greg's as it's Friday. Mm. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we don't want to be late for work, we'll just you know get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, who playing on Saturday? Millwall? Millwall. You going? No, no, no. Me neither. Oh well. <laughs> um, it was just before we. Uh, that's my sister in that car there, in front of that. Not the, not the wagon. But, uh, I was going to say, she, uh, she a labourer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, probably I. Um, yeah, but before we do that, there's a few, you know, elephants in the room to address. Really. Uh, my dad's driving that car. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we haven't... Like your sister looks rough. Yeah, he's what you seen about me, darling. He's slugging me dad off, like. I love you, you know, looks pretty good for 60. He's only 50, dead. Um Right, deadline day. Oh, yeah. 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 That. Not at all. Not yeah. good, really, for me. I think you take, take deadline day out of it and it's a good window. Right. I just... I sound exasperated, but as soon as Ross Stewart got injured on Saturday, I knew he wasn't going to be replaced. I kind of made my peace with that, so when, when the world was losing its... I say the world. When Sunderland was losing its head on, on deadline day, I was kind of like, well, it's never going to happen. Because now the market completely changes. Mm. As soon as Ross Stewart hobbled off, or hobbled off and stretched it off, as soon as he was stretched off on, on Saturday, that market changed, and any players that they may have been in for... Or, you know, somewhere down the line, the parameters just instantly changed. Um, I'm not defending. I'm not really defending the club here, because I still think we needed 
an extra two this yeah. window, regardless of what happened to Stuart. Um, we've just been left extra, extra, extra short now and without a recognised striker for our, our FA Cup replay. Well, which was always going to happen anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, but it doesn't matter who, who we brought in, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been available to play on, on Wednesday, but mm. I think we needed two. Uh, we got one, but I think we needed two. I think we needed to bring in a strike at the moment, Sims was um, recalled, which we didn't do. Um, obviously, we brought in Galhart. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, later on in the window, which is fine, he hasn't played yet, obviously. Um, but I, I think we needed another. At the very least, once Stewart got injured, we needed a replacement for him, and I, I just think we're too short. Like, yeah. we're, we're two players short. Up front, I think at the very at the very least we, we, we needed another option other than than Because no, look, he's he's really highly rated. He comes with incredible amounts of praise, and oh, I'll do well for you for from Leeds fans, and everyone's very you know excited about him, and me too. But what if it doesn't work, or what if he gets injured, or what if he gets suspended, or what you know? Well, there's obviously unknowns with every every new signing that comes in. Think about it. And I'm sure we'll come on to more of what he said later. Um, but what Christian Speakman said in uh, the Sunderland podcast this week um, was was that everyone on the coaching staff wanted him and was kind of all for him. And everyone that was that had looked at him said we need to get this player in. So there's a lot of excitement. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of excitement within the club. But if it doesn't work, <laughs> it's it. We've got nothing else. We've got absolutely nothing in. In, in in reserve, like not even a, not even like someone like Max Thompson because like he's out on loan, isn't he? So well, I mean, even if he wasn't, I mean, yeah. but it's not. I don't know. It's, this isn't just whinging for whinging's sake. This is like, like you look at the practicality of the situation, and you think, look, it's a he's a young lad, and I know he's played games before, but a lot of the games he's played have been cameos for Leeds. He's got an outplay. To, <laughs> 18, 20 games yeah. in a row. You can't really rest him because the whole if he doesn't play, the whole way we play will change because we won't have a recognised striker. We won't have someone with the know-how. Yeah, I know you can stick someone up front. We've been through this before. It doesn't work like that because then you're removing basically your goal threat from up front and you're moving your goal threat from somewhere else because you're putting them up front and they don't know how to play there. And then you're taking them away from the position in the pitch where they are effective. I think, I don't know. You look, we don't even have like you know, you know that I know it didn't work, and it ultimately, we you know in the championship season when we were left with just Ashley Fletcher, we don't even have an Asoro or an Armadja who were just you know an under 23s forward. Yeah. Well, we'll stick them in then exactly. and see what happens. That, we don't even have that. That's a real con- That's a real concern for me. Is that. A lot of what this club is doing is is really positive. It and is. It's better than what we've ever seen before in terms of like succession planning. I hate to use that term, but succession planning is what the likes of Brentford, the likes of Brighton do. Is having. Have you changed into Christian speak? I have. I have. It's he, he's fully aligned with my 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 key statistics and uh, physical profile. Um, more more on that later. Uh, <laughs> I haven't become Christian Speakman. No, good. Um, good because I'd get out. Hey, what, what what Brentford and Brighton do, and it's a good good model to look at, is they have they they have a constantly evolving shortlist of players, mm. and they bring players in um, 
not not just to sit in the reserves, but they'll blood them through in a in a kind of a in a gradual way. And it's what we've done. It's what we're doing with with players in and around the squad, like the likes of Pierre Equer and on, on, in, are not going to be instant starters. Just well, might have to be now. Well, yeah, but just like just like you know, Bennett and and uh, and Bar and Mitchu weren't instant starters. No, they no. came through gradually, and. It doesn't seem that principle just doesn't apply to our strike force. It's it seems to be like a blind spot of Christian Speakman. And I know what what you said in the podcast about um about there not being a recognised number nine, it's a, we don't play in that style or, or it's that that's that's not right because it's demonstrably untrue that we've not suffered without having a number nine in Alex Sims is a number nine yeah and I, I don't know what, what maybe his vision of a number he nine he was is. literally number nine as well. well yeah exactly yeah and the, the fact that Gelhardt didn't get number nine when he signed for the club I thought was quite telling and the fact that I don't think anyone else got number seven that, that the, the Yaku vacated no it felt, it felt that there was still work that the club wanted to do and that nine was, was waiting yeah. for someone now a traditional number nine in, in, in like maybe the 1980s sense is completely different to what certainly our vision of, of a number nine is and certainly what Tony Mowbray's vision of a number nine is because he's throughout his career he's worked with focal points of his attack and it's not just battering rams I said this in a piece on the website this week it's not just battering rams that you know win win headers and give defenders a rough day the, the, these are players that can play just like Ross Stewart is really who can, mm. who can win the balls in the air but can also you know play on play on the ground and Bring other players in, but also kind of create his own goals, and that's almost like two players, really. The modern striker is almost two players, but why, why, why Speakman thinks that's that's beneath us somehow <laughs> or beyond us? It's just really, really baffling. I think it's a little bit. Di- Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting. That's now. fine. It's a little bit dis- disingenuous for him to suggest to the to the Sunderland support that we went. We had a list of sh- we had a short list of strikers. But we don't play with strikers. Yeah, I also. Either you do, you don't, mate. Well, yeah, like that is the thing, and I don't, not, you know, not going about this forever, but I, I just refuse to believe there wasn't someone suitable out there bringing like you've in the whole of January. I know we brought in one, but I just you got two loans sitting there, which are almost risk-free, really. I know there's wages to consider, but. Mm. There's even loans out there where we could have just we probably wouldn't have had to pay the wages or it would have been very low wages for like a young a young I know you centre forward from Arsenal's under twenty threes that's what I thought we'd end up getting and we didn't look it it is what it is it's fine it, it, it we'll just have there's nothing we can do about it now um, I just I just I do struggle well, I was saying a lot about it on deadline day and getting mixed responses I just struggle to see how people can look at the one striking option we have as good as he may be and go yeah this is fine this is a practical solution yeah. and if that's the case fine if you know if you're on if you're on board with it great and it might work he might be brilliant he might stay fit he might score 12 goals before the end of the season We've there's always the worry there and I hope this doesn't happen that it doesn't work for him or it doesn't work for us or that I don't know I just think not give yourself any option is is a bit silly and a bit naive really when we've been here before in the yeah. same season like literally 
four months ago the same thing happened and mm-hmm. people were saying we coped we won one in eight so that's not really at this point of the season to go on you got away with it then a bit because of the time in the year it was as well it was, the league hasn't hadn't really taken shape yet yeah you go on and win one in eight now and all of a sudden you're going to slide down the table I'm not suggesting we're going to be in any sort of difficulty but it goes one or two ways after January and you either kick on or you you you, you, you don't and I hope we do and I think we can I think the team's good enough to do that I just worry about the depth and in midfield as well I spoke, I spoke earlier in the week about there being an, an opportunity missed by not bringing in an extra striker and I think people were a little bit baffled as to what the opportunity is but the opportunity is potentially getting into the Premier League main like the number one potentially getting the Premier League yeah. and even though we're, we're woefully ill prepared for the Premier League would probably go straight back down would also go straight back down with more inward investment than, well, not inward investment but more more revenue than we've had for the last six years so well I just don't <laughs> buy yeah I just don't buy quite positive. I don't buy the let's not get promoted this season argument at all I think you can't pick and choose promotion no um, and it's basically you know it's, it's money you get promoted you get money so which we need I think as well not to be too look at Huddersfield well yeah look what happened where they are now like I tweeted last night but Andy Dawson was tweeting I tweeted last night he was saying Luton and Huddersfield made the playoffs last season yeah look at Huddersfield now and look look what's happened if your manager their manager's gone obviously not going to happen with Mulberry but you know we're going to lose players in the summer Ahmad and maybe Stewart and whatever you need to replace them effectively and that, that's a conversation for another day positively Gellhart he'll be looking at this opportunity thinking right well I've got 18 games here with no challenge and this is a chance to show what I can do and hopefully he thrives and goes back to Leeds having fired us into into the playoffs yeah absolutely and you know Tony, Tony Mowbray will be he will be like because he, he said we need a focal point throughout the window he said yeah. that when when Stewart got injured he said it when um when Sims went back to Everton, he said, "Right, we need to go out and get a get a get a get a striker." We, we've I've always had focal points in my team, and it's now that's not happened. He's not going to be kicking and screaming and great tearing, it was. Yeah, it would be tear, tearing the, the dressing room down. You know, he's a, he's a he's a pragmatist as well as a realist, as, a, as an idealist. He's a realist as well. He he's been around the block enough times to to have seen most things in football. This will probably be on the lesser lesser end of the limitations, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'll, he'll have seen the lot. So, so he'll go right. Well, we've we've got a decent squad full of young potential and talent. And yes, yes, there's not a focal point at the top of that, but it might give him an opportunity to to approach the game in a different way, to to set up differently. Um, and it won't be the first time he's had to kind of change his plans on. Yeah. The I think. Look, let's not confuse the, the criticism of the striker situation with an all-round criticism and do have an exciting squad yeah. some of the signings we've made have been have been brilliant and there's no reason to think the ones that we did bring in January will be brilliant as well I mean they're exciting I don't know anything about them no one does really um, but look, it didn't it didn't materialise we didn't bring in what I don't know half the fan base wanted um, and probably what Mulberry wanted but not what the sporting director wanted and ultimately that's what happened um, it's a tough uh, debut for Gellart and any of the new lads but we'll uh, look at that in a minute when we return 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Don't say anything libelous. Um, Shall I read out his number plate? Jake, welcome back to the Westman Say podcast. Um, Shall we read out Garth about his number plate and phone number on this? I don't know his number plate. Uh, well, ring him and ask him for something. Yeah. <laughs> ring him on zero seven. Yeah. Um, uh, Millwall away on Saturday at the Den. Uh, don't know a lot about Millwall apart from we beat them earlier in the season, which at the time, because it was during the World Cup, was a game where it it felt strange being there. It was that half twelve kick off on a Saturday, and we beat them three 0 It was like, oh, that was good. But now you look at that result and you think, wow, that was a great result because they're like sixth or something. Yeah. Well, they're above us anyway. Yeah, I think they are above us. They're, they're, you know, they're a decent championship team. Um, and it wasn't... I don't think the 3-0 was a... It wasn't a walkover for us. I think it was a difficult... No, we got a half-time unscathed mm. and it was the second half was totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, concentrate more on us. It's... It's it's an interesting prospect like, of, of how Mowbray's going to set up. You know, it's without without a striker or without well, he's going to have Gelhart, but is Gelhart in a banana? I'm not sure. Well, so it will really set up in a like in a four three three. Um, maybe bring Gelhart in off the bench. Um, just have that front three of Ahmad Roberts and um, and, uh, and Clark. Yeah, I, I think he might. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised whatever he does. I think Mulberry this season's shown that he has got a few surprises up his sleeve, and whatever he does, it's, it's going to be a tough game because <clears throat> these are a decent side. It's famously a uh, um, hostile place to go, the New Den. Um, it's not that new, really. The, it's called the New Den. Is it still called the New Den, or is it well, just? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's well, not that probably. new now, is it? Really? No, it's probably like thirty odd years old now. Wait. Uh, it, it's like, I don't know. It's like still calling the car ground the new state. You go to the, uh, it's at the new ground in Anglia. Like. Yeah. I still call houses that are like 20 years old the new buildings. Them new houses, yeah. Them yeah. new buildings. The new estate. Being a estate was built in the 50s, which you. Prefabs. Yeah, you're right. Prefabs. Yeah. Um, 
they sprouted up. Um, the I don't know. What? Just got the joke. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought you were pointing at uh, the map. I was like, we're going to be late. No. Um, we might be actually. We might. Well, we will be because we've got a Greg's. Cut that bit out. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever team he picks. Whatever. He, whatever he does. Oh uh, nine still suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Last game of suspension, so he should. Uh, we'll be. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how we how he Well, fits back I, in. I, I think though. We said we was we've said football and wise he struggles to get back in, but just for some sheer experience now, there's, we have Danny Bart and no one else on the pitch tomorrow. Yeah, there's a little. Uh, and that's Pritchard, isn't it? Yeah, like <laughs> dad's join in. Like, oh, can we dad play? Well, yeah, like, Danny Bart like the same age as me. Like we've got a real. Lack of experience, which is fine, which hasn't you know cost us really at any point. But we have had Evans running through the middle. Um, I don't know; he's still going to be around the team. It's not like going to be banished until he comes away. He should go away. Um, but even Stewart obviously has more experience in Scotland and for us, and than than a lot of the a lot of the lads. And I think Gellar obviously would have benefited hugely from him being around. Yeah. Um, so you are lacking a bit, and you look at O9 and you think, well. For as much as I'm loath to admit it, I think we'll see him in midfield before the season's out. But one or up front, yeah, a lot of people have been calling for him up front. Um, based on I've seen this, and I said it even. I was like, and then I was like, why have I said based on what? Yeah, like maybe you started. It just gets offside all the time. It would just yeah. be offside all the time. Yeah, or, or conceding fouls. Oh, that would be great every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I want I, this to happen now, actually. I've, well, during June the first striker drought, the great striker drought yeah, of uh, lockdowns, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I was, um, I kind of thought that Ajay Alessi could be a, a an interesting prospect. It certainly would have been interesting. Yeah, well, well, just because I thought he was really good with his feet, and then then I've since seen him kind of in an adv- advanced position. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah. It was like bringing David James on in uh, in attack for Man City. So, so. What about so, yeah. Alex Bass? He's uh, well, he's, he's proven, in, you know, yeah, in the box. Got more goals for Sunderland this season than uh, Joe Gallagher has. So. Yeah, has also played more games, as in more than not. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm being a bit. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being unfair. <laughs> <You've> been, <laughs> um, just before we get complaints, just off come after getting involved. Who does? Who comes? If you complain about a podcast, who deals with it? Um, who regulates podcasts? Gareth, I think. I think, yeah, it's just Gareth that sits and goes, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, no, I get a telling off. We, we now chat. have to close down. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Cheers, all the best. Um, yeah, I wonder why, like, when we were talking about 09, he can't come by and this no. weekend. And now, well, he could, we'd just get, you know, Speaking fined of, or something. About the experience thing you know the exper- inexperience brings inconsistency yeah uh, it also brings you know a little a little bit of naivety but that said I don't think we've shown it this season like we when we've put out really young looking teams it's not that we've looked like a like 11 youngsters on the pitch we have you know when when we get it together we, we do we do look exciting to watch so so you know, it might be just like kind of a, a sink or swim situation. Get them out there, and you know, this this is the direction that the club have gone in, very, think, yeah. very, very willfully. 
So it's not as if they find themselves in this situation. Maybe they went banging on on Evans getting injured, but that said, they have they didn't replace. Well, him. they've made a point of not replacing yeah, him, haven't exactly. they? So. And the player that they have brought in that could that could play in that position is is a young player with with zero appearances. So so this is you know this is where we are. This is what the club. I don't have a. Towards, so. I, I think that's you know I, I accept that. I think that's fine. I, j- I do think we are you know. With Bailey Wright going as well, I do think a bit of experience shouldn't be snubbed. It does almost feel a little bit like, oh, we don't need it because they're all good players, and they are. Mm. And sometimes you just need it. We saw it in the playoff fight, the playoffs last year, like Wright and Bath, like dragged them through, like yeah. at times, the young lads. And um, <clears throat> I know we've got, you know, just because they're young, they haven't, like Dan Nail's played, like, this is his second full season, he's played a lot of games. Clark has played every game and Roberts has been around for a while even though he's only 24 um, 09's obviously played 200 games for us and so that, that's they're a bit different and they will have the know-how and obviously you've got an experienced manager as well it's not like you've chucked all these young lads together and gone with an academy coach from Crystal Palace to be your, your yeah. manager so I think Mowbray's experience will go a long way um, I just felt we maybe are lacking a little bit but they've not let it bother them so far and there's you know there's I don't know just as the games maybe get a little bit bigger if we do get awards the playoffs then you but it, at the same time the lads will be fearless so yeah, it's like it's thing. almost the shackles are off them no one expected them to have us in this position so it might work in our favour that actually it's just the carefree attitude and we suddenly finish fourth mm-hmm. which we obviously now sit and this is, this is the you know we've said it before this is the lowest pressure season that we've that we've gone into for some years you know we've not needed to go straight back into the Premier League we've not needed to kind of well <laughs> 17 18 was a was was, was well a we season. certainly got out of yeah, the we division got out of the division didn't we yeah so but after that the, the 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 subsequent four seasons the pressure was on getting out of that league at all costs and we've not we don't have that pressure this season the pressure is simply to stay up and i think you know, barring a, a huge, <laughs> a huge disaster, <laughs> I think we're we're, we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the, you know, the the season ahead of us, the next eighteen games is about, is now about us, bedding those players in, um, uh, ahead of what could be a successful season next year. And it's it's a shame because I think, I, I I still think now, we're we're too short for. For a crack at the playoffs, but you, say, well, as you say, you, might, you never know. Pressure's well, off. We might, we might thrive with it. Realistically, I do, but at the same time, I didn't expect us to be where we are, and we just beat in middles. I know we had Stuart. Things are different. We had Stuart there. We do have a striker, though. The situation, like you know, it's it's it is different to what it was before at the moment. Well, we have a fit striker because we've been unlucky. So like oh, that's yeah. part of my thinking as well as the injuries we've picked up this season. They haven't been kind to us. You've got Pritchard to come back in as well. <clears throat> and I think this I wouldn't discount it. You know, I think that they're playing well, they're playing really well, they're playing some of the best football I've seen us play in a long time. Um so I wouldn't discount the playoffs at all. I think for me we probably will fall short and that's fine that's would I had us finishing about 17th this season and while we still could I think that would be a disappointment from this position yeah yeah. Um, I've got to say that I think I said 15th and I'm not not 
I wasn't being pessimistic at all. Oh, I, I was. was. Being re- I was just being realistic about the situation that we were we were going into. You know, the championship is is littered with with clubs that are still cash rich from from the mm. Premier League that have that have got rich owners like Sheffield United have got they they'll have the last drips of the parachute payments, but they've also got you know rich gulf investment and they've also been about to be taken over by i think africa about what, to take all of this yeah all of africa <laughs> right. about, yeah right. um so so yeah there's the, the, you know there's money in these clubs and the, the, you know first game of the season against Covington we played against a striker that was rated 20 million quid like remarkable they've held on to him i know it's incredible <coughs> it's incredible He's really good. I think the, I think it shows, you know. Look. So first, yeah, sorry, no, just no. to round off that point, just to, to to be where we are and to have competed with the teams. Now we're past the halfway stage. I don't think there's been a team that we've looked completely out of our depth against. You know, the burn the Burnley game got away from us. I think I don't think we looked. You know, because we went into a two 0 lead and we looked. Pretty yeah, but look, look at the situation. We didn't have a striker. We yeah. didn't have any. We didn't have any out ball in the second half. Yeah, and that was probably the worst we played. As as good as they are. Was that second half? It, all season is probably the worst we played. Um, but well, I mean, you look at Burnley. You look at the league, though. I mean, they're about seventeen points clear of third place, and Sheffield aren't far behind them. Yeah, I think that says a lot about the the, the league and the, the the gulf in you know the, the Sheffield United obviously didn't come down last season. Burnley did, um, but I think yeah. You're gonna hit Gary's van there. Call no, Gary. Do you want to call Gary? He's uh, hammers, hammers, windows, doors, and floor lighting. Not a good name Roof. for a window firm. Hammers. hammers. Oh, I thought he sold hammers and window. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, that is terrible. But I can't read that. Prices never beaten, or prices that can't be beaten. Prices that can't. Be that is terrible. Place. That is awful. If we're slagging him off. Yeah, I mean, we're just giving a free advert. To- <laughs> yeah, well, you should. I mean, I'm sure he's an excellent. Root, uh, roofer and windower uh, Hammers You should uh, ring him Oh no oh, We should edit this out It looks no, terrifying Can I just shock you I quite like his branding <laughs> It's difficult to read Anyway <laughs> Right I was just saying It was difficult He like, just <laughs> saying He could crush the guy With his fist Right yeah And me probably If he's listening to this Um I, I would like to apologise to Gary. I think his brand's good. I was just saying it was, you know, a little bit difficult to read on his on his van. So yeah, anyway, um, right. Oh. <laughs> I'm just really sorry, Gary. Um, really, Gary, sorry. Oh. Right. Uh, are we going to win on Saturday? I've just got a pain in my ear. That's annoying. Um, sorry. Well, I'm apologising, not my fault. Um, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not your way. You're more of a pain in the arse. <laughs> I've backed us to win the last few weeks, so I'm going to stick with it and just say 2 1. I've gone, I think 2 2. Tom asked. Uh, hope you're well, Tom. I miss Tom. Yeah. Unavailable for. Uh, Language reasons. He's all right. Oh, he's fine. Yeah, he's he, well. He was fine yesterday. I mean, he might have woken him in a bad way. He's, he's never know. <laughs> um, uh, hi, Tom. Thinking of you. Um, he said, I can't remember what he said. I think he said we might lose two one. I think he did say that. He texted me yesterday. Um, but before we go, I've just realised I haven't had the phone on airplane mode, so no one's rang me, which is good. Well, yeah. No one rings me anyway, I've got no friends, so... 
I'm just obviously as prepared as ever. I have all of the questions ready. Have you? No. No. Oh. Uh, when did you tweet it? Uh, last night. Last night. Yeah. Inflammatory on there, there. Completely ruin our mentions like we did the other week. Uh, yeah, well <laughs> It was great trying to ask trying to find the questions from the from the listeners. And all we've got is Newcastle fans. <laughs> yeah, no, some the cheers for that. Uh, some bold man tweeted something about it. <laughs> um Fergie's asked if you put appropriate winter tires on your car, are you currently putting your lives at serious risk? I think the time's passed for them, really. That is a loaded question. And um, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to the premise of the question. Right, okay. What I can say is these tyres meet the legal requirements. Right. Have you been told to say that by a lawyer? No. I just I, I reserve my right to not say anything that can incriminate me. Right. Okay. Um. Gary Jerry's asked, what's your favourite planet? Favourite planet? Yeah, I don't like any of them. They're all loser planets. I've only been on this one, so... <laughs> yeah, no. This one's all right. I like the ones with the rings. Which ones are they? That's Jupiter and Saturn. I like them, then. Okay. But they're like gas planets, so you can't really live on them. But you can't live on any of them. Well, you could, you, you could live on... With the right modifications, you could live on Venus and Mars. Right. But why haven't they done that, then? Because the right modifications would cost billions, and also there's no mass pra- transportation system to take us from Earth to Venus or Mars yet. Planes? Yet. They can't fly a plane to Mars. Uh, there's no airports, I presume, yet. So yeah, that, exactly that, yeah. Helicopter first, then. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks for your question, Gary. Rob Collins has asked, uh, is it Stephen or Gareth who's singing the outro song? The intro song, sorry. He's never worked it out. I think it's Gareth. Gareth could do it. He could. I think between us, the wise men say Troop could probably do it. We could do it only in a karaoke situation. Well, Tom can play guitar, Gareth can play guitar. Yeah. I can kind of play guitar, but they'd probably move me on the bass. Uh, Mick on drums, I would reckon. Yeah, he's a goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah, he can bash things. Yeah. So we had some fourth gear. Good, that. Burning petrol. We haven't got much of that left, has no, we? No, no, it's concerning. Uh, <laughs> what did we both have for breakfast? That's from Eddie. I haven't had any yet. I think we said that at the start of the show. No, I've had, I've had a small amount of coffee. Yeah, poor from us, really. Daniel McGuinn has asked, have you ever tried lime pickle in a cheese toasty? It sounds wrong, but it is also right. No, but... I think I want to now. Yeah. I'm going to try that today. Yeah, me too. Break the toaster at work. Don't, because we've... That's, bro- a, new, that's a new toaster. So <laughs> yeah, oh, is it? Is that because of... Well, I didn't break the toaster. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, what was my worst... Kyle's asked, what was my worst hangover ever? Um, that's, that's Thursday's pretty bad, as you all heard. Uh, the worst hangover I've ever had was I went to a family party, uh, drank out of... Drank all of... Um, the beer that was available and then moved on to homemade um, gin which was made with like berries yeah Uh, and I was hungover for about three days yeah 
like critically rushed to hospital or arguably should have been for uh, a drip I wasn't I was fine ultimately but that was probably the worst hangover it was it lasted forever and I thought my world was falling apart yeah yeah there's times like during a hangover where you think like without sounding too dark death is preferable to this oh yeah I mean I'm, I'm take me now I usually fare quite well as I you know I know um, I've, I've had I've famous I get famously bad hangovers. Yeah, oh, but this was like horrific. It was drinking this gin. I was like, how strong is this? <laughs> Don't know. I've made it. All oh, right. <laughs> so I mean, it's just some percent. So it could have been you know eighteen, or it could have been seventy-two. I guess. I think the worst one for me was like over a Christmas. It was before Christmas, and I was seeing. I was at my then girlfriend, now wife's house for a house party, and for some reason I decided to drink three bottles of wine myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, she had, well, she went to bed before me, and she had loads of candles in our fireplace, and I put them all out by just pouring the rest of my red wine on them. Right. So I had to spend the next day like really badly hungover buying candles for her from. That's a candles. terrible idea. I was, I, I, this was like really early in the relationship as well. I can't believe I did it. Um, I can't believe it. You're now married to her. Yeah, we're now married, yeah. yeah. Kind of pushing you what she was getting herself in for. But we um, the, the next day, um, I had to go with my mum to see a friend of the family for, for a dinner party. And uh, on the way there, I had to keep stopping to be sick. <laughs> so it was like uh, uh, just past White Mare Pool roundabout, pulled up on the side of the road. <laughs> and like me mum was just staring oh, straight God. forward not looking at nah. us and she didn't talk to us for the rest of the night well yes that's great <laughs> just utter futile just total like embarrassed shame <laughs> it was just the staring forward I will not even speak to you son uh, I think that's the most annoyed my mum's ever been with us yeah mine gets annoyed with me as well um, what have we got for our dinner no, I haven't yeah. oh no I've got a soup in the... I've got a soup. Oh, don't eat that. Which is in my bag, so you know what's happened to that. Oh, it's leaked. That'll have leaked everywhere. Yeah. Um, we're nearly done. Lauren's asked, what's your favourite word in a throwback to a previous pod? I really like... The, I enjoy the word boulevard. Besmirch. Besmirch is a really good word. And I remember Tom saying he enjoyed the word plop on a previous pod. It's automatic big. It is, and also pebble, I think, is a good word. Pebble's a nice word, yeah. Um, Connor's asked, "Have we ever seen a platypus before?" Yes, I have. Why? The... And not in real life. I don't really, you know, I don't like see them often. I like see, oh look, there's a platypus. Wish I did. No, I've never seen one. Are they the duck build? Yeah, they are. And um, Ian Thompson keeps asking about this song that he has written and penned. Uh, he's interested to know what you think of this. Um, as I try and find it. Can't play it, do they? No, I, I don't. It's a Adam and the Ants song that he's he's written. If you had to make a song about a new signing, Pierre Equa, which song would it be to the tune of, and why would it be "Stand and Deliver" by Adam and the Ants? Right. Again, I feel this is a very. This is this is a question designed for us to plug his song. Well, he had, I don't know, he's not recorded, like, he's not, like... So is he just, is he just one of these people that tries to get the chance going in the stage? He's just came up with this song for, for him that he thinks is a good idea. Yeah. He keeps tweeting us every week and I keep forgetting to read it out. I tried to get a chant going for Stefan Sessignon. 
to right. the tune of Susu Studio by uh, by Phil Collins. Never never caught on. No, so, I imagine not. No. Yeah. Oh well, we're nearly at work now. Yeah, we are. Exciting for us. Good this. Well, completely discombobulating because now. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I was got to work. Yeah, no. Well, at least it's done, and we don't have to bother with this shite on the way home. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right, I'll be back. On, I might be back on Saturday. I don't know. I'll see. Um, and then the Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. Uh, go and read all of the articles that are on the website, and please do listen to the Monday's show as I will be as ever. Right. You want to drive and listen in the middle of rush hour? Uh, I want to go thinking? Greg's man. Cheers, all the best. <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.